0: So this message that I'm getting ready to preach was adapted from uh, Jim's Berg, Jim Berg, his book called Purity. And so I kind of got a little bit from there. And the title is going to be God is Always Good. Amen. And um, so as Christians, we are told in 2 Timothy uh, six twelve to fight the good fight of faith. So we are told in Ephesians six sixteen that the wicked throw fiery darts. Uh, we're also told in James chapter one verse two uh, that uh, that we will fall into diverse temptations. Uh, we turn on the news, as Pastor mentioned a little bit, and we we, we see that the that we're rapidly uh, heading downhill. It seems in this in this world. And though all this is happening, we must keep in mind that God is always only good. Amen. So uh, the, first, the first one is, uh, God will always meet his children's needs. The Bible tells us that, that Jesus Christ gives strength. In a very popular verse, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me and we see in uh, Philippians four uh, nineteen, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians four nineteen. So re- remember, uh, God doesn't want you to worry about whether your needs will be met. You know, God wants you to trust Him. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, so God will always supply your needs and God will always forgive your sin. We see, if, uh, if you know the verse, say it with me. Uh, 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Wow. At, at, uh, at times I would go to the altar, and uh, maybe you know this from experience too, you go to the altar and, and you'd get very specific with God about certain sins uh, that, that you have done. And then, and then you continue to uh, beg for forgiveness after you have already confessed and told God about a specific sin. Well, Satan and his minions will keep recalling the sin uh, that we have done and confessed to God in an att- in, in, in attempt to make us guilty. We've already confessed it, we've already told God, and yet we we still keep hearing about it and and Satan wants us to make us feel guilty. You know, God is good. And if we uh, confessed it, the Bible says we are cleansed from it. It said in the verse that we just read, uh, the next time uh, false guilt comes to mind for a sin, you already have confessed. Just go ahead and and re-quote 1 John 1.9. Or tell yourself, I confessed it, and Jesus cleansed it, (laughs) Uh, and and do not dwell on it. If you think God cannot forgive your sin, I would encourage you to to read uh, 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. You may know the story. Uh, If not, I'll do a quick overview. But David took his his soldier Uriah's wife and committed adultery, and then he had uh, Uriah, he had him murdered in battle to try to cover it up. Nevertheless, after all that, uh, God forgave David because he confessed his sin. And we can see that in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 13. It says, And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. 2 Samuel 12, 13. We see confession and we see God's forgiveness of the sin right there. So God will always forgive your sin. Praise God for that. Uh, What what is the Holy Spirit pointing at in in your life uh, that you need to confess to God about a a specific sin? All right. Now also we have uh, God is always up to something good in your life. (laughs) Wow, I, once, I, once I really, you know, this, this truth came out and uh, after reading this and I said, wow, praise God, he is always up to something good in my life. That's just amazing. Uh, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, sayeth the Lord, the thoughts of peace and, and not of evil, to give you an expected end, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I can only imagine what some of you are going through, and, and I don't intend on acting like I, I, I know what, what that's about and um, acting like I, I do. However, speaking from personal experience, you know, my God has always worked something unthinkably good out of the trials that I went through when I, when I look back at it. Always. Uh, catch this. Even, even though most of the time the trials I was going through, was a consequence from my own wrongdoing and somehow God works out good from it God is a good God Uh, when I got uh, booted out of the Coast Guard uh, and had nowhere to turn right a consequence of my own doing God drew me to himself I heard the gospel the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that it was for my sin, and I accepted Him. I called on to Him and asked Him to be my Savior, and He saved me. So from my own wrongdoing, that whole circumstance, God worked good out of all that. Praise God. So when uh, the anxiety begins to well up, the worries begin to well up over not having sufficient funds to pay a bill or whatever the, the case may be, uh, my God comes through according to his schedule. And and he pays it in, in different ways, thus strengthening my faith in him. And he can do the same for everyone here as well. The Hamilton family has a song called, you may have heard this one, You Are Always Good. It's such a lovely song, and I would like to read some of the verses here. It, it goes like this. It says, looking back, I can see your fingerprints, talking about God, upon my life and uh, always seeking my best. There were times when your way would make no sense. But as you said, you have never left. You are always good. You are only good. You are always good to me. Though my eyes can't see, Help my heart to believe you are always only good. Wow. And the song goes on to give testimony to the goodness of the God of the Bible. So God is always working out something good in your life, and and, um, he's always up to something good in your life. Next is, God will always love me personally. And God will always love you personally. As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things... uh, nor, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is Romans eight thirty six through 39. You see, we are inseparable from God's love. He loves us. You can confidently say, God loves me. The Bible tells you so. The Bible tells me so. You can confidently say that. Uh, just a side note, his, his love, uh, just as his grace, is, is not a license to sin. Uh, God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. I mean, after all, that is why Christ came and died for us, is because of sin. Your name is, is in the Bible. You say, what are you talking about? I never read my name. I don't have a Bible name. Well, let's, let's just look. Uh, would you look at me while I read this verse? It says, uh, or quote this verse. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Wow. You say, um, did you hear your name, by the way? Okay, let, let me read it again. Let me read it again. For God so loved the world. <laughs> hey, that is, that is you. That is me. Uh, that He gave His only begotten one of a kind Son that whosoever... You know, when it says whosoever, this is an invitation from God with your name on it. Whosoever believeth or depends... In him should not perish but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. And you know, God put his love on display for us. You say, why? Uh, God may love those rich people. They're up there, you know, they got a lot of money, they got cars, they got all this money to spend. And, you know, God may love him or, hey, uh, you know, God may love them over there. They seem like they got a smile on their face and God may, may love them. But, you know, God really, he might, he might not really love me. I don't think he really loves me. You know, I'm, I'm going through this certain uh, circumstance or this is hurting my life right now. And, you know, I don't think God really loves me. Well, you know, God put his love on display for us. He didn't just tell us that he loves us, but he showed us that he loves us. You see, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That word commendeth means he showed, he proved, he put it on display, his love for us. You know, so God said here, look, this is how much I love you. On the cross, that, that proves God's love. Now, God not only told us that he loves us, but he showed us that he loves us. And you know what? God, no matter what, he loves you. Now, uh, Mark Guy Pierce used to tell of the time he overheard one of his children admonishing or, or warning uh, the other. He said, he said, one of the kids said to the other kid, you must be good, or, or father, he's not going to love you. And uh, calling the boy uh, to him, he said, son, you know, that really isn't true. But you won't love us if we're if we're bad, will you? The boy asked. And Mark Guy Pierce said, yes, I will love you whether you're good or bad. Pierce explains, but there will be a difference in my love. When you are good, I will love you with a love that makes me glad. And when you are not good, I will love you with a love that hurts me. So God will always love you, and God will always give you the grace that you need. If it is God's grace that empowers a born-again Christian you see, 2 Corinthians 9 and 8 says, and, and God is able. You know, I heard a message recently at school, and the whole message was on that th- right there out of Daniel. God is able. Hey, what are you going through today that you think God is not able on? Well, the Bible tells us that God is able. He can help in whatever it is that you're going through. He is able. And it says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. You know, it is God's grace through faith that God saves a person from a place of eternal fire called hell. Someone once said, God's grace is, uh, you know, G-R-A-C-E, you know, God's righteousness at Christ's expense. That's a good definition of grace. And oh, how true that is. You know, grace that will pardon and cleanse within, the hymn writer wrote, God's grace. And he will always give you the grace that you need. It says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and not that of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. God's grace. Have you experienced God's grace? He wants to be in a relationship with you. (laughs) You see, this is someone before they get saved, and this is their sin. They can't be in a relationship with God because of their sin. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So when someone admits to God that they have sinned, and when they believe, uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life, So when they admit, when they believe, and then when they call out to God, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, something amazing, something wonderful happens. God takes that sin and he puts it on his son Jesus and you get to be uh, just as his son Jesus is, sinless, covered with the blood. Do you want that today? God is waiting. You can do it. So, God will always meet His children's needs. God will always forgive your sin when you confess it to Him. God is always up to something good in your life. God will always love you personally. And God will always give you the grace that you you need. Now, if, uh, if you can uh, bow your heads and close your eyes.